We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. He said, your Heavenly Father already knows what you have need of before you ask Him. It is totally unscriptural to pray the problem. Did you get a hold of that? God already knows what the problem is. He wants you to pray the answer and have faith in the answer. Whatsoever things you desire, what is it you desire? You desire the answer. Then don't pray the problem because faith cometh by hearing. If you pray every day, dear God, the money's not coming in. I can't get a job. I don't know what I'm going to do. Faith cometh by hearing. You'll have great faith in not having a job and the money not coming in and not knowing what to do. Now, when you go to talking about prayer, the first thing that people will bring up, and I had this happen time and time again, well, now, I know what you're saying, Brother Caps, but what about what Jesus said about the man that went for the bread at midnight? He just kept knocking on that door and kept knocking on that door, and finally, he got the bread, and Jesus is teaching us to just keep praying and keep praying, and finally, we'll get our answer. Well, now, let's just read that. I happen to know where it is in Luke, the 11th chapter. Now, let's start with verse 5. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go to him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, for the door is now shut. My children are with me in bed, and I cannot rise and give thee. Now, in your King James, the question mark is at the end of verse 6. It should be at the end of verse 7. Now, the key to understanding, see, I'm going to put a little water on this so you can understand it. Key to understanding this is understanding what Jesus is saying to begin with. He's saying, which of you would have a friend like this? Now, let's answer that question for ourselves. This is the key to understanding what Jesus is saying. Which one of you would have a friend? That if you went to him at midnight and somebody had come by and you had tuna fish but you didn't have any bread and you went to borrow some bread from them and they said, no, you ugly thing, I'm in bed, I'm not going to get up and give you any bread. Would you have a friend like that? No, no, I wouldn't have a friend like that. If you had a friend like that, you wouldn't need any enemies, would you? So you see, to begin with, you've got to understand what Jesus is saying. You wouldn't need a friend like that. Now listen to what Jesus says. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity he will rise and give him as many as he needeth because of his importunity. He won't do it because he's a friend. In other words, God doesn't answer prayer because you're his friend. God only answers the prayer of faith. Now, you've always got some people saying, well, yeah, you know, God will answer prayer all right, but sometimes he says yes and sometimes he says no. Well, it depends on what you prayed. If you prayed intelligently, knowing the will of God, God will never say no to the prayer of faith. Because the only way you could get the faith to believe what you prayed is from the promise itself. And if the word promised it and you believed it, God can't say no to it. Now think about that for a minute. God answers the prayer of faith. The problem is we pray before we have any faith. See, we've been religiously taught, well, you ought to pray. 
No, most of the time you ought to study for six weeks before you pray the first prayer. The Lord surprised me one morning. He said, son, don't ever pray for anything you can't believe me for. I said, well, Lord, that'll sure shorten my prayer time. Because, you know, I just prayed a wholesale prayer. Heal all the sick, save all the lost, and bless all the missionaries. Well, all the lost are not going to be saved. You couldn't have faith for that. You have no promise of that. But you see, he said it won't strengthen your faith. It'll destroy it when you pray for something you don't have faith for. I said, well, what will I do? He said, spend a week, six weeks, six months, or a year studying what I said about it until faith comes. Confess it, proclaim it until faith comes. Then pray the prayer of faith and you won't have to pray it but one time. Then just rest on what you've prayed. And you see Jesus do this in his ministry. We'll talk about it just a little further on. But here we see that Jesus said, He will not give him because he is his friend. God doesn't answer prayer on the basis of friendship. Yet because of his importunity he will rise and give him as much as he needeth. I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth. Now, what are you going to do with that? Somebody said, well, that's not true because I asked and I didn't receive. Well, you see, you've got to qualify that, certainly. You've got to water that word with the word. See, God answers the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise them up. If that's true, then probably the prayer of doubt would destroy the sick. Hmm? That's the opposite end of the truth. It's the prayer of faith that does it. It's the believing. It's not just the asking. God's not obligated for what you ask. It's what you can ask believing you shall receive. Now, the only way you can believe you receive it is if you have the word in you and have an understanding of the word and that the faith comes from that promise and that God has already said yes to the promise before you ever ask him. And then you can pray and know. If we know that he heareth, John said, we know we have the petition that we desired of him. But what if you don't know that he heard you? Have you ever heard people say, my prayers just don't get any higher than the ceiling? I just don't feel like God's hearing me. Well, he's probably not because there's no faith in that. But your prayers don't have to go any higher than your voice, much less the ceiling because God dwells on the inside of you. And it's that faith that's going to touch God. But all your praying without faith will never cause God to answer one prayer. God does not just answer prayer. It is faith that moves God, not prayer. You see, the Hindus, they pray. The Buddhists, they pray. All religions of the world, they pray to somebody. But prayer is not the answer. It's the prayer of faith. You've got to have knowledge of the provision. Let me give you a simple illustration here. See, never go to God on the basis of your need alone. But that's what most people do. Lord, I need this. I got a letter the other day from a guy. He had two pages listed as I want God to do this, I want God to do that. And one of them was I want $50,000 in my bank account by the end of the month. I want, I want, I want, I want. God doesn't answer on the basis of what you want. He answers on the basis of what you can believe from the Word of God. far as I know, there was not one scripture that he based any faith on concerning that. It was just, I want, I want. God doesn't answer on the basis of need. If he did, there would be no needs. 
But now where are you going to get faith to believe? From the word of promise. If you can find the provision and God's already said yes to it, then you can have faith to believe that God will do it. Can you see that? Now let's put it in a natural illustration where you can understand it better. If you needed $10,000 tomorrow afternoon and you only had $1,000 in the bank, would you just go write a check for $10,000? Say, well, I have need of it. That banker say, you might have need of it, but you're not getting it. <laughs> you haven't made provision for it. You see? So you wouldn't have faith to write a check for $10,000 knowing that there was not but $1,000 in your account. Now, there's some folks do that. They call them faith checks. They're not faith checks. They're hot checks. <laughs> but now, you see, if you had made provision and gone to the bank and signed a note and borrowed the $9,000 to put with your $1,000, then you could with great confidence write a check and give it to the man and know that it would be honored at that bank. That bank can't say no to it. The provision's been made. God will never say no to the provision that has been made if you have the faith to believe it. Now that'll water your desert, man. I mean, it'll get you to where you can pray and know that God heard me. Well, I don't know whether it's God's will or not. Well, you can't have faith then. If you don't know whether it's God's will, there can't be any faith in your praying. I know I'm on some of your toes, but I'm going to stand there a while. God will heal your toes. You see, after I quit traveling that religious road of praying and started praying in faith, I got more prayers answered in two weeks than I got answered in the previous 20 years all put together. Now listen to what Jesus said. I say unto you, though he would not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as much as he needeth. The word importunity means barefaceness, boldness, or persistence. Now, somebody said, well, you see, it was persistence of prayer. No, no. Persistence of faith. Now, when you say persistence, that means keep on keeping on, right? But when you say persistence of faith, that's faith that asks one time and just stands there and stands there and stands there until he receives. When faith asks twice, he cancels it. I mean, if you believed you received when you prayed, why would you ask the next morning for it? Why would you pray the same prayer the next morning? The only reason you'd pray the same prayer the next morning, if you believed you didn't receive it the morning before. You dug up your seed. And you can plant 365 days a year and dig up your seed the next morning. And 365 days you plant and dig up seed, you will never have a harvest. But if you plant it and let it stay planted, say it and let it stay said, pray it and let it stay prayed, in faith God will answer your prayer. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our book offer all this week is book offer number 7507. It's entitled, How to Avoid Tragedy and Live a Better Life. A 109-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, total of $11. Now, in this book, we give you insight into how to escape many of the things that the enemy would have to come your way. You need to know that God is not the destroyer. Satan is the destroyer. You know, when Adam and Eve were driven out of the garden, lest they should eat of the tree of life and live forever after they had sinned. 
Now, God said you can eat of all the trees of the garden except this tree. Well, Eve sinned, Adam followed along with her, and evidently that sin poisoned their tongue. The scripture says a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. The closest thing you're going to get to the tree of life in this life is watching the words you speak. Choose your words carefully. Now, in the scripture we find, Whosoever hearkeneth to me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. Proverbs 1, verse 33. Well, let's take a look at what Job said in the light of that scripture. For the thing which I have greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. I was not in safety, neither had I rest, neither was I quiet, yet trouble came. Isn't that amazing? When the principle of fear and defeat and disaster were set in motion, they produced the very thing. Job did more than just fear. He greatly feared. He was highly developed in his fear. You should resist fear like you resist the devil. It is God's will for you to walk in peace and in safety. Whosoever hearkeneth me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. There's authority in words. Book offer number 7507. It's entitled, How to Avoid Tragedy and Live a Better Life. A 109-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.